it is time for another episode, the fourth episode of the Elkhorn North Sports Show here on the Howler Cast. I'm Caleb Polking. As always, joined alongside Kyler Hansen and Mason Salisbury. Fellas, how are we doing on this fine Thursday afternoon, which looks to be pretty nice outside right now? I will be honest, as opposed to yesterday. It is Wednesday. Um, sad. Some very sad events happened last Friday that we will get more into depth. We'll get to those. This week's been pretty good. We got an event tonight. Excited for that. Josh bought a night, Kyler. Oh, you yeah. Ready? I'm winning. I'm not losing. I don't know. Miss. I'm mentally winning. Even though I'm not even competing, but Mason uh, Mason is going to be a coach, coach of a losing team, poverty program. We'll get to that tonight. But right now, it is time again for an episode of the Elkhorn North Sports Show. We're going to start with our weekly score rundown of every Elkhorn North fall sport since our last episode. Recap the Grand Island Northwest game from last Friday, as Kyler already alluded to, and preview the matchup versus Omaha Westview on Friday. Um, it's going to be a tight one, fellas. We're like less than 15 minutes until we got to wrap it up here. Uh, but that's all right. It's going to be uh, a nice, a nice quick one. Um, so we'll start with the rundown. Girls Golf won the Nebraska City Invitational last night, two nights ago actually on Monday, with a team score of 368. Julia Carmazine, I'm surprised, in first. Emily Huff in fifth. And Emma Hartnett in sixth. Boys Tennis, Mason and Kyler know that team all too well. Dominating. Yep. Alumni. <sighs> Alumni. Illustrious alumnus. Yes. Haven't played since uh, defeating Waverly with a sweep on Thursday the 8th. Uh, actually, you know what? They, they played, played yesterday. yesterday. They no, I had this script ready for yesterday, and obviously that hadn't happened yet. But they won against Brownell Talbot. They swept them. I believe. Um, never, cross, yes. They've never really been that great of a team, but easy sweep. Could you imagine how much better they'd be, though, with you guys still in the rock? Um, I think teams would just flat out quit. I don't think they'd try to play us. I think That's the intimidation. Why you guys had to quit. Yeah, it's too much intimidation. That's crazy. Maybe it'd probably be like one of the best high school tennis teams in the nation. Just ever. Especially if Nick Troffles is still playing too. Shout out Nick no, for this. LSU commit. LSU commit number one tennis player in the state of Nebraska. That's pretty wild. No, I think we'd be at Wimbledon if they saw this playing. Probably. And if Braxton Mastry was still playing. Shout out Braxton. He has been on the Friday Five pod once. Listen to that one to hear some of his horrible, horrible fast food restaurant takes. Uh, cross country, both boys and girls won the Blair meet last Thursday. Uh, they raced today at Mount Michael. Uh, softball, they have won now three of the last four. Defeated Duchenne, Ron Colley, 8-2, and Platteview, 10-0. Also beat Plattsmith, 11-1 uh, last night. And then lost to Malcolm 10-6 on Monday. Um, they are now 10-10 and on the season, so right at 500. Um, they have three games left to go in the regular season. Pretty good shot at making districts this year. We will see what happens. Uh, volleyball, they defeated Blair 3-0 and Millard South 3-1 last week. Uh, they are now 13-2 on the season with six regular season games left. Um, a lot of hype surrounding that program. So, fellas, there's our rundown. Any thoughts on any of these teams before we head into our football? Solid sports performance from our entire athletics department. Yeah, Elkhorn North Fall Sports is looking nice so far. On top right now. Mm-hmm. All right, football-wise, again, it was a heartbreaker for Elkhorn North. They led 20-3 at halftime against Grand Island Northwest. Probably the toughest opponent they've, placed, they've faced so far, um, probably without a doubt. And they ended up losing 24-20. Just kind of a miss. Very similar to some Nebraska Nebraska games I have watched recently, especially um, in the year twenty twenty one. 
I feel like that really characterized. Did find some find a way to lose. It was very unfortunate. Um, I don't really know. It was very tragic. Yeah, for how rough it was to watch them not be able to come back in those last seconds, I feel like this is going to better them off as a program because the best programs have to lose. We all know that. If you lose, that makes you better as a team. I think most of the most dominant programs could say that in college football all the way down to high school football. Yeah, it looks like a missed opportunity right now, but maybe if Elkhorn North can handle it with resiliency, I know they can. They got a good coaching staff and good players with good mentalities. Um, if they handle it with resiliency, it'll probably end up being a positive in the long run because they will have faced adversity and they know how to handle it heading into even tougher games against teams like Bennington and Elkhorn. Yeah, and one of the key losses in that game was when senior lineman Cole Sherrar went out with a knee injury. Yeah, that was one of the definite big losses in that game that definitely had some uh, effect on that game. I hear he is – I actually talked to him yesterday. He's kind of day-to-day right now. I don't think he'll be suiting up against Westside um, tomorrow, which is probably okay. Shouldn't really need that. Right. Um, but he said he hopes to, hopes to be back for the Elkhorn game next Friday, which if the Wolves can get him back for Friday, that would be huge, both on the offensive and defensive line. Looks like it could be pretty warm that day, too. 90. 90? Oh, never mind. It changed back. It said 90 earlier. Next Friday? Yeah, but it's back down to 80. Interesting. Still late September, though. That's, that's, well, that's, that's getting down. Probably the biggest almost. game of the year. I would say so. Bennington will be a big one as well, but against Elkhorn, that rivalry renewed again. Elkhorn with the chance to win the first one this year. We will see. But um, any more thoughts, fellas, on the Grand Island Northwest game? I thought, personally, um, I thought Josh Basilovic had another solid game. game he man. definitely he definitely faced his toughest defense he's seen so far, handled it pretty well. Um, but credit to Grand Island Northwest. They played some fantastic defense in the second half. Didn't let Elkhorn North score anything else after putting up 20 in the first half. It really flipped the switch. Um, but I thought Elkhorn North still looked like a good football team. They just unfortunately could not um, compete with the momentum that the Vikings had in that second You know, um, I did talk to Brock Marler about what happened Shout during, the, during the, the blocked punt. He did say that they had a different, different offensive line for the special teams instead of their normal. So I was just wondering what was different. Hopefully they figured that out. That was just one crucial moment of the game that really turned the momentum. Yeah, and I think that was that so that block punt then led to the Vikings putting up their second touchdown where they made it. It was crazy because they scored a touchdown to start the second half, made it 20-10, and then did not score again until like four and a half minutes to go in the game. Got the ball back really quickly after Elkhorn North was forced to a three and out and then scored again with like 45 seconds to go in the game. Yeah. So it was boom, right at the beginning of the second half. Took a while. Boom, boom. Vikings win. But again, it could end up being a positive for the Wolves. Time will tell. If you want um, a, an article recap on that game, you can check out NorthHaller.com, my Monday Rewind story. Um, broke down every single aspect of that game for you readers. Anything? No, I think you said it best. I would just say Grand Island did a 
splendid job in the second half of just stopping the passing game. That's where we've got a lot of our points and yards throughout this first four games this season, but they really did lock down the passing game. Yep, credit to them, obviously. Um, Westview tomorrow, they are 1-3 and three right now. Their only win is technically against Buena Vista, which had to forfeit its season um, before the season started. So Westview technically without a win. Brand new school. Everyone knows how Elkhorn North handled um, its first opponent against the new school this year in Lincoln Northwest. Shut them out 70 to nothing. Guys, short and simple, I have no doubt that Elkhorn North will be able to put up a very similar performance tomorrow. Yep. That's what it should be, I hope. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing against Westview, but don't have a senior class. Elkhorn North. Class. Or junior class. <laughs> Elkhorn North had a similar problem there first season it's gonna be a blowout tomorrow night without a doubt i mean we saw the lincoln northwest game and if it's anything similar to that then (laughs) we did leave at halftime (laughs) yeah i will say i think westview will be slightly better than lincoln northwest Mm -hmm. probably a little bit more than slightly but i think i mean lincoln northwest i think we just i don't know if we covered it last week but they did drop out of all class or varsity football games yep um you know, I'm going to look up Omaha Westview's schedule right here. Um, but, Mason, I would agree with that. I think the talent pool is obviously a little bit bigger in Omaha. so um, Especially coming from an OPS school. Yes. They usually can draw talent from yes, many they, different they districts. Can. History has showed that. Maybe not as of late, but, um, you know, I'm not getting any results here. When I look up Omaha. Two fall sports teams listed, football and cross country. No so, tennis again, one and three on the season. They lost to Ralston 51-7 week uh, one. Yes. Uh, lost to Benson 47-7 week two. Uh, lost to Gross Catholic. Again, Gross, very dominant team in Class B. 63-14 uh, week three. And then, um, obviously, they technically won against Buena Vista with the forfeit. So they have put um, 28 points on the board in total. That's not terrible, respectable, but again, Elkhorn North should handle them. Just yeah, I want to say the first opponent that you listed, Ralston, wasn't it? Yes. I think Lincoln Northwest played them as well and is about a similar score. So right. yep. I think us versus Westview, I don't know if we're going to win by 70 again, but I think we should be winning by a decent margin. I would have to agree with that. Um, so as we near the end of the pod here um, – I was looking at the slate of high school games this week, gentlemen in class A and B, and <laughs> there are not there are not too many good games. It's a it's a relatively weak slate this week. Um, a lot of high power contenders going up against some of the uh, some of the weaker teams. So not a whole lot to look forward to. There is one game, um, number four in class B, Elkhorn at three and one, at number two, Bennington four and zero. That's really the only good game I saw. So we're just gonna predict that one, especially since we're on a time. You know, actually, before that, let's go through our score predictions for the Elkhorn North Omaha Westview game. I'll get, I'm going to give Elkhorn North like a 63 to. I'll give them a 63 nothing victory. I think they shut out Westview again. Um, step off the gas pedal quite a bit in the second half. Um, bring in a lot of substitutes. Going to be pretty similar to Lincoln Northwest. I'm going to go 63 seven. I think that they might find their way in the end zone in the second half. Then again, our backups will probably be in there to get some reps which is a good thing 
So I'm going to go 63-7. I'm going to go 56 nothing. I don't see them scoring, and I just see our offense dominating like we did against Lincoln Northwest. All right, real quick here, Elkhorn Bennington, number four Elkhorn and number two Bennington, Elkhorn three and one, coming off of a fantastic win over Scott Catholic. Macy, you and I were at that game. Bennington undefeated at 4-0, and kind of running up the same season they had last year. I'm giving Bennington the win here at home. Bennington the win at home, again undefeated. They have had Elkhorn's number the last couple of years. I'll give Bennington the win. Uh, Elkhorn's defense plays well. We'll go 24-13. to You know, I'm going to go. I think Bennington, they hold them out. I'm going to go 28-14. Yeah, I'm going to say Bennington wins as well. Even without Dylan Mostic, who absolutely dominated Class V last year, I think they're still a lot more talented than Elkhorn High is. So I'm going to say Bennington wins 35-17. Cole Hawk makes a field goal. All right. Shout out, Cole, if you are listening to the Elkhorn Sports Show. Uh, Fellas, that's it. Again, short one today. Uh, We hope you listeners enjoyed it. Um, make sure to tune in tomorrow night on Strive TV. Um, again, if you're listening to this, it'll technically be two nights because it'll be Thursday on Strive TV. If you can't make it to the, um, stream of the Elkhorn North versus Westview football game, follow all our social media accounts, North Haller and Strive Twitter account. Check out NorthHaller.com for myself, Caleb Polking alongside Kyler Hansen and Mason Salisbury. Thank you. And we will see you guys next time. This episode of the Elkhorn North Sports Show on the HowlerCast was hosted by Caleb Bulking, Mason Salisbury, and Kyler Hansen. It was produced by Brandon Urbano in affiliation with the North Howler, the student news publication of Elkhorn North High School.